Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's uh, great to be with you here on Political Coffee. And yes, I am benevolent dictator talk show host who gives you the benevolence to call today and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically. That's what Freedom Fridays are all about, because it is Freedom Friday, and it's really easy, and you better get to it quickly. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Shoot me email, and I will do my darndest to read it on the air today as quickly as I can. Now, it might be a little bit of a challenge, because... um. Anna Munson's going to join us here in just a bit. She has just announced she is filed to run for Marion County Clerk. We want to talk with her about that. Then at the bottom of the hour, State Representative Ed Deal joins us to talk about, well, the Daily Caller article that featured the Ministry of Truth. And what he's doing behind the scenes to the extent that he can talk about it from the legislative side. So if you want to call, you better get to it again. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. And. All right. Anna, Anna Munson joins us. Anna, you are running for Marion County Clerk. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, how are you today? I am fantastic. It's the end of the week. So let me ask you the question. You know I always ask candidates because you've been around me a bunch. Why are you running for Marion County Clerk? Well, I'm running because um, I really love my county and I really want to see elections um, transparent and honest, and I want to help our county understand how elections work, as well as what I see being the plan uh, in the legislature for our elections, and I don't think they're what people would like. I think that they're not, I think that... Uh Uh-oh, looks like we lost Anna. Um, so, um, why don't you, if she calls back, um, Amanda and we lose her again, then why don't you call her? Uh, for some reason we seem to be having that particular problem. We'll wait to hear back from, uh, Anna in a moment. Three former U.S. attorney generals have filed a brief insisting that Trump is constitutionally qualified to appear on the ballots, a gateway pundit story. Uh, There is a story that I have to call your attention to. It's here in Oregon. It's here in Albany in Lynn County. It's an OPB story. This illustrates the legal corruption and backroom dealing that happens out of the Oregon legislature. 
Here's the headline. Behind schedule, over budget, state-funded Oregon Rail projects costing $70 million sit idle. They are connected to one state representative who I served with in the legislature, who's been there a long time, and who's made millions and millions of dollars, has gotten wealthy off of legalized corruption. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Happy Freedom Friday. Happy Freedom Friday to you, buddy. Yeah, I hope you can make connections with Anna. Yeah. Because. Me too. (laughs) uh, I I really love that lady. In fact, uh, I'm helping her with her campaign. So that's a really good thing. Uh, It's about time we had a decent person running the county clerk's office. Uh, there is no... Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, so what's wrong with, with Bill Burgess? He's been there forever. What's wrong with him? That's part of the problem. <laughs> part of the, oh. Okay, Jeff. Now, don't get me started because I'll use up the whole show. Yeah, yeah and, and you can't because I, I got to get back. I got to get to Freddie and then I got to get back to Anna. So so go quick, brother. No, I, I, I well, I understand it. Uh, but... Ed Deal, too. God, what a show. Um, yeah, it's going to be anyways, a great one. Yes. Uh, government, Jeff, uh, it's horrible. And state and federal agencies are not working too well. Not well at all, as you know. Um, and we got to start. Uh, making these people held accountable for their poor uh, performance. Right now, Jeff, I'm having a problem with the Commission for the Blind again concerning uh, making our rest areas where we have vending machines not only so they protect the equipment and the machines we put in there, they protect all the people who use our rest areas from the environment. The rain, snow, hail, sleet, from getting hurt, like if they were wanting to get a candy bar. Well, anyway, to make a long story short. No, oh, there we are. Okay, you're back. Okay, okay. God bless you. Go fast. We'll talk more later. All right. Uh, let's go to Freddie. Freddie, good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> morning, Jeff. Yesterday there was a question put out about how do we hold these uh, politicians accountable. One of the things that we need to do is take our natural gas and our and our gas and our fuel and use that on the federal side as a way to reduce the deficit. We need to get back to being an exporter of that. We need to protect the Second Amendment. We need to take the Second Amendment like they take the abortion issue and make it, and make it, if you're not supporting the Second Amendment, you don't need to be in office. The other thing is, is anybody that wants to remove the dams, you need to, they should not be in office because that is 
absolutely the reason that we have the economy that we have because of the energy that we use to produce and manufacture products. These are just a couple of things that we need to make sure that we hold the politicians accountable, that they make these things sacred. And the other thing is no foreign ownership of any of America land. Boy, amen to that. There's another story about that on Oregon Watchdog today about the Chinese billionaire being the second largest land foreign landowner in this state, 200,000 acres. Well, well said. Those are good suggestions, and we, it's part of what we will need to do. It's all, it's all about elections. All right, uh, Anna, are, are you back with us? Is Anna back with us? Okay. All right. Anna, Anna, I want you to call the regular number 503-589-1220. 589-1220. For some reason, <clears throat> which is not good, um, we've got to get uh, Ed, Ed Deal on, Representative Deal on. All right, Anna, good morning. Good morning. Ken, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. All right. So, you got about three minutes. Tell us why you're running for office. And I'm already getting emails from people wanting to know how they can help. I am running because, as I said, I want to bring transparency to our elections system. I want to, I want to show people exactly what's going on as well as our county. And the way to help is AnnaForClerk.us. I'm having a fundraiser on January 30th at Geppetto's on Lancaster Drive at 6 p.m. January 30th. Okay, so this is on the 30th at Geppetto's restaurant over on Lancaster. That's Julie Hoy's restaurant, who's running for uh, Salem mayor. And you're doing yes. this on the 30th, and it's a fundraiser. Is there is there a price to get in, or is it just come, have a meal, and... Uh, make a donation. It's come have appetizers, but please make a donation. I don't have the funding as some of the other candidates do because I'm considered a very small race. Okay, so uh, people need to RSVP, right? It would be and, preferable, yes, so that I can and, get a head count. Okay, and how do they do that? Uh, there's a no, there's a number. Um, my, they can call five zero three four zero nine four seven zero three four zero nine four seven zero three. All right. You also yeah. have a website that's set up. What's the website? Anna for clerk dot us. Anna for clerk dot us. Let me try that real quick here. It's still in progress. And I there it is. Make- okay, it's all, all one word. It's anaforclerk.us. I'll have that link up on the show plan today. So in the last you know, couple of minutes, um, what you want to bring transparency. What, what is it that the current clerk is doing that's not transparent? Well, I think that there's a, there's a lot of things that in, that as I went to the legislature this term, I could see that they're trying to do 
which is they're trying to take elections out of the county and put them into Secretary of State. And the county, the balance, uh, will, will, especially if our choice of voting comes in, because the counties aren't prepared for that. And it will, it will move the, the elections from being counted in the counties, which really what we want is to have them done by hand, but, um, without machines at all. But we really need to, just make them aware that the that that when you move them that that changes the whole dynamics of of what the county is and the sovereignty of the county and I want to try to explain why their vote is so valuable and so important okay folks there you go uh, Anna Munson is running for Marion County clerk she's got a fundraiser Coming up on the 30th of January, 6 p.m. at Geppetto's Restaurant. So what I, what I want you to do is go to her website, anna4clerk.us. You can contribute there. Uh, and Anna, as you go along, I, I'm sure that people will want to contact you uh, through your website to help uh, join in. So folks, uh, Anna... If you want to RSVP for the 30th for her fundraiser, call 503-409-4703. It's 620. We'll be back in a moment. Anna, thank you, and congratulations. Good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 22 minutes past the top of the hour. It's Freedom Friday. That means you can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today. Not have to be anything that's on my list. doesn't have to be this story about how we the legislate we the people through the legislature have allowed the funding of 70 million dollars of rail projects that sit idle that are not producing a dime for anybody one of them's in albany there's a common factor here the other one's over in nissa clear over on the east side of the state the common factor is a state representative, Greg Smith, who's become quite wealthy off of doing something that's legal. It's called legal corruption. That's, that's what I call it. Now, he's had complaints lodged against him. In Lynn County, he got $6,000 a month to manage this project of building this intermodal center. This is the old craft paper mill that they tore down and they, they purposefully built this center so that the grass seed straw that I produce as a grass seed farmer 
gets compressed, it gets put in these containers, and they would ship it by rail up to Tacoma, where the shipping rates to China, to South Korea and Japan, which is where the straw goes. I'm just talking straw now, okay? There's a lot of other stuff that, that should go on this. <clears throat> it's half price out of Tacoma compared to the Port of Portland. So I'll tell you something. Here's the problem. The experts all along said this, you have to be 500 miles away. We're only 230 miles away. We cannot beat the prices of trucking, even at higher diesel fuel prices. By the way, trains run on diesel too. If it's less than 500 miles, it ain't going to work. The experts said that. Everybody ignored it. Now, Greg Smith sat on the legislative committee the Joint Committee on Transportation Preservation and Modernization. He sat on. He supported these investments. When he votes on them, he stands up on the floor of the House of Representatives. I've seen him do this many times. And he says, I have a potential conflict of interest. Because by law, that's what you're required to do. He just announces he has a potential conflict of interest. Why? Because he support. he works behind the scenes to make these projects happen. And then... He votes for them, saying he complies with the law, saying I have a potential conflict of interest. It passes, and then magically, his company, Gregory Smith and Company, gets these Connect Oregon, that's what they're called, these grants to manage the project. Now, here's the problem. Most of the projects that Greg Smith manages fail. He had to resign from the NISA project where he was being paid $15,000 a month. All of this is legal, folks. In fact, they talk about it in this OPB article. According, and I'm quoting from the article, according to the Oregon Government Ethics Commission and Oregon law, Smith did not violate any laws by working as an elected official to direct state money to projects he was eventually hired to manage as a private consultant. Now, if that's the case, and it is, he has all kinds of, this is how he's become wealthy. He's worked behind the scenes to fund these counties legally to get money from lottery, which is where these Connect Oregon grants come from. And then he goes in and he magically gets the award, the consultancy to manage these projects that he got into these bills. This was in a House Bill 2017. To manage these projects, he magically gets these big amounts every month. Les Zeitz, who uh, was the investigative reporter we had on the show Monday that had to cancel, unfortunately, the uh, gun violence town hall, has long looked into and written articles about Greg Smith. This should be illegal, folks. And it's not just because it failed. And it has failed. And everybody's pointing fingers at everybody else now. And that's part of this story. When the experts are telling you 
it ain't going to work unless a whole bunch of things happen. And you go ahead and fund it anyway, it's pure politics. All brought about by personal gain. You see, just with this failed Albany, and, and Lynn County still saying, we think if we throw some more money at it, it'll work. The Transportation Commission, it's $51 million, folks. The Transportation Commission turned loose uh, the final $21 million. Well, they paid Greg Smith between one hundred and fifty dollars and $200,000 to manage this project. It has not moved, it has not moved a single anything, according to this story. They haven't put a single container on a rail and moved it anywhere. And we've spent $51 million, folks. Same thing with the Nissa project. Total of 70 million bucks. This, is outrageous. This should be made illegal. Why isn't it? Something else that ought to be illegal that already is, it's unconstitutional, is the Ministry of Truth. State Representative Ed Deal joins us on the other side of this break to talk about what he's doing to stop that. Back in a moment at 6.30. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 24 minutes from the top of the hour. Great to have you back, folks, here on Political Coffee. It's Freedom Friday. That means you can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today. Now what's on my plate? Not this interesting story. About Governor Tina Kotek. It's an Oregon Catalyst story. Listen to this hilarious headline. Governor Kotek finds $500 million under the couch. Yeah, magically, during the February session, she's asking lawmakers to approve $500 million in affordable housing programs. Where on earth did she find $500 million from existing sources? I mean, after all, they said they were out of money. They raised 184 fee increases, passed cell phone taxes, raised certain DQ fees by 45%, oversaw the 5% gas tax increase. Hmm, so where did they find 500? Where has she found $500 million? Apparently, in the cushions of the couch. Pretty uh, interesting. There's also a signal poll out there. It's a Breitbart story. Republicans should tap into voter anger over illegal Migration, the flooding of the border. It's a fascinating poll that shows Republican candidates should recognize, get this, that 70% of swing state independent voters, these are independents, they're not Republicans or Democrats, strongly or somewhat favor the deportation of illegals. Now, you think that could be a potent issue in the upcoming elections? Yeah, I do, folks. Everybody's starting to get it. 
Somebody else who gets it is a guy who is tirelessly fighting for your and my personal liberty by standing against what we call Kotex, Tina Kotex, Ministry of Truth. Joining us is State Representative Ed Deal, who uh, represents part of the former legislative district that I had the honor of representing. Ed, good morning. Morning, Jeff. How are you doing? Fantastic. Now, you uh, had sent that Daily Caller story to me, which uh, it's on the national scale. This has to be, I think, the most accurate depiction of what this Ministry of Truth thing really is. Why why don't you sort of kind of go through the story and then talk about what you're doing behind the scenes to address some of these very obvious issues? Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. Well, the Daily Caller um, and the contributor, Jason Cohen, they did a great job of diving into this issue. And um, I sent them the data that was provided by the Secretary of State. And so they dove into that. And, you know, what's what's amazing, what they found is that um, the, uh, the, the this whole program that's targeting what they call mis, dis, and malinformation, um, every example that they had was a conservative opinion. And it's, in my, in my opinion, it's a far stretch to be calling this misinformation. And I'll call you, I'll, I'll give you some examples. So on Twitter, some Oregonians were, were calling to eliminate mail-in balloting, ballot voting, because the system, um, has some insecurities and is more vulnerable to voter fraud. I think that's a legitimate concern. And I'd like to talk to you about a specific case on that, but they, they targeted that. They labeled that as a high risk threat that they, that the secretary of state needed to counter. Um, they also labeled correspondence, um, tweets and Facebook messages that were, commenting on the Twitter files. Well, the Twitter files was uh, an example, a legitimate example of social media company coordinating with government to censor conservative viewpoints. They considered, logically considered that a threat. Um, Also, another one was logically was flagging posts that were talking about large Democrat donations coming in from out of state into Oregon as a concern. I would say that is a concern, but they viewed that as also a threat that needed to be countered. So this, this issue is still on top of mind. I, I can tell you most recently uh, that the secretary of state's office reached out to me. They were not very pleased with the article. And, <laughs> Can't imagine why, Ed. Yeah, and and they they felt that I had, I did a social media post on this, during this article that got a lot of attention. I I was quoted in the article, and they didn't feel my And I bet, I bet logically AI found it and probably flagged your social media post. (laughs) I I did tag this, the Secretary of State was tagged in the tweet, so it, Shouldn't have been too hard to find me, but (laughs) but uh, you know they're saying, well, hey, we we have no intention of connecting with the social media companies and censoring speech, and I 
I have to push back on that because it specifically calls it out in the RFP. Um, the Secretary of State and logically will report on MDM threats sent to social media platforms for violating community guidelines. And they'll determine that on a case-by-case basis. Um, and the Secretary of State admitted that during the the um, pilot project, they did send instances of verifiably false, what they call verifiably false info. They sent that to the social media companies. They said they ceased it in November because the social media companies were ignoring their requests. So in other words, hey, we tried to get people censored. The social media companies weren't responding, so we quit. So my response to them is, well, it's called out in your RFP. If the social media companies did start to respond to those threats, would you start submitting them to the social media companies again? Um, and I and I think my concern is a very valid one. So I just want them to halt this whole program and focus instead on responding, demonstra- you know, in a demonstrated way, responding to Oregonians' valid concerns for election integrity. Well, so <clears throat> you want them to stop and that's an admirable thing. You're not part of our federal lawsuit, which I am a part of, uh, for, for yeah. very good reasons, uh, because you need to keep, as as a legislator, you need to have some access to within the Secretary of State's office. And if you're a plaintiff in a lawsuit against them, they won't give you anything, any information that you request. Now, they how forthcoming have they been to you in terms of giving you information prior to this Daily Caller article? They've been very responsive, Jeff. Um, and I've had some good, polite conversations with them. Everything I've asked for, they have provided me. And uh, so I, I do appreciate that. And my most recent correspondence via email was with the Chief of Staff for the Secretary of State. I still am asking for a meeting, Secretary of State. I reiterated that again last night. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, they take me up on that. And Jeff, I- so it, it, what, what do you yeah. hope to achieve in that meeting if they give it to you? Uh, two things. One is I want them to stop this contract. Don't go with the contract. The second thing is I want to talk about the real concerns. And there is some crazy stuff out there, Jeff. There, there are some conspiracy theories about election integrity, but there are some valid concerns. I want to talk to them about those, these concerns and talk about how they could make steps to ease people's uh, thoughts on the integrity of our elections. I'll give you one example, and this is a huge one, Jeff. Have you heard about the MoveIt IT data breach? No, I have not. The Oregon DMV this last year uh, was the victim of a data breach. 3.5 million oh, yeah. Oregonians yeah, yeah. Yeah, lost the, had their identification stolen. Everything in that data breach, first name, last name, date of birth, driver's license number, last four digits, the social security number, a few other things, is more than enough 
to go in and log into your voter registration. So any bad actor could log in, access somebody else's voter registration portal, change the mailing address, change the home address, change the party affiliation. That's, there's nothing preventing them from doing that. I also learned recently that the Oregon Health Authority had a similar move at IT data breach with 1.7 million Medicaid users. That included the full social security number. And the DMV data breach also included 11,000 digital signatures. Those are the signatures that the Secretary of State uses for, you know, to verify that your signature on the ballot is accurate. That's right. That's right. And the Secretary of State, that the whole, the DMV and the OHA are tasked with um, registering voters. Ed, can you hang on through the, the two-minute break here? I want to finish up in a couple yeah, of minutes sure. with, on the other side. We're speaking with State Representative Ed Deal about the Ministry of Truth issue and how this relates to you and your freedom. Back in a moment, 648. Come on and sing my song. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. We'll finish up with State Representative Ed Deal. Um, Nancy, the Ministry of Truth, uh, the RFP has already been let and the contract's been signed. So uh, we, we can't start stop the rfp uh doug writes a great email that's relevant to this it's a quote folks from john locke one of the great influencers of madison and um, jefferson in the whole concept of a constitutional republic he wrote this in 1690 and you tell me if this isn't isn't relevant for today listen to this whenever the legislatures endeavor to take away and destroy the property of people or to reduce them to slavery under arbitrary power, they put themselves into a state of war with the people who are thereupon absolved from any further obedience. That's why we had a revolutionary war, folks. Yeah. There's something to behold. Ed, quickly before I go back to you, I got to mention a couple of things of our advertisers. Folks, you know how cold it is out there if your heating system is not keeping up or if it's time for you to fix what's wrong with your heating system, call Freedom Heating and Air. Today, they'll get out to your place, they'll get it fixed. 503-580-1456-580-1456. And pillow has a special two-day flash sale on these bed sheets. Big, big discounts. I use the Giza Dream sheets. I have never slept better and more wonderful than on those Giza Dream sheets. They have the new flannel sheets, everything else. For you to take advantage of this flash sale today, go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code PC20. 
MyPillow.com, PC23. Ed, so the contract's been let. You're trying to get – the reason you want to have a meeting – and by the way um, – Art writes a, a text here that says, if they don't give Ed a meeting, we have to complain about it because he's a public official, and that's a fact. That's right. If Ed, yeah. if they don't give you the meeting where you make the pitch that they need to stop this contract right now, if they don't give you that meeting, we need to turn up the heat on them. Do you think that will help you get a meeting? I, I think, well, they are paying attention to it. That's pretty clear. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah, they are. It helps to turn up the heat. The, and the other thing I'm calling for, uh, I will be, I've, I've already reached out to my colleagues on the IT committee, is we've discussed with the DMV about this data breach, but how is it impacting elections? Have we talked to the Secretary of State? Have they investigated or evaluated the risk that I just described earlier before the break? Um, I think that deserves a committee hearing. Those are legitimate, valid things that Oregonians need to know. Um, and uh, that I, I want to discuss that with the Secretary of State as well. So has the Secretary of State, since this contract has been awarded, and logically AI, which already did this pilot project in 2022, so they're already working and operating in Oregon. Are you aware of anyone who has been yet harmed, as we would say, who's been affected by this contract for the Ministry of Truth concept? Are you aware of anyone? I, I'm aware of people whose, uh, whose posts were, were tagged um, beyond that, um, no, I'm not. Now, what I think I will ask for is they, they did indicate that they did report some, some posts to social media, the social media platforms. I'd like to know which posts those were. Even I think you should, an from yes, the, from the platform, what posts did they report? You, you need to definitely get that data. That's, yeah. I think is critically important here because we have to build, we have to build public awareness of this and public outrage so right. that the Democrats in the legislature understand how badly they've stepped on this landmine. And it's exploding on them because this is not just limited to Oregon. Ed, Ed it's happening, as you know, in the federal government. Yeah. This is a big deal. Kudos to you. How can people contact you um, to, to understand from you what the opportunities are and how our listeners can help you? You know, the, to reach me through my legislative account, rep.eddeal at oregonlegislature.gov, that's my email. You can also reach me by going to my website at eddeal.com, and I'm on uh, Twitter at realeddeal. <laughs> um, and, and you are. That, uh, yeah. And, You're the real deal, Ed Deal. <laughs> and I, I think the, the best bet... Is, people should be contacting directly the secretary of state to express their concern. And the concern is focus on the real issues, the valid concerns that Oregonians have about election integrity, instead of trying to monitor our speech and counter, identify, uh, tag my 
concerns as threats and develop counter narratives. And that um, amounts to suppression of free speech. It is yeah. unconstitutional, and that's part of our federal lawsuit. Ed, thank you so much for taking time to yeah. join us today. Keep up the great work, and we're going to do everything we can to help you. And any time you have news about this and you want to get it out there, please contact me. We'll put you on the air, okay? Thank you, Jeff. You bet. State Representative Ed Deal, folks. Um, emails. Legal corruption, Linda writes. This method of self-aggrandizement has been perfected by Nancy Pelosi at all, and she probably teaches it. And it's never their money, it's yours and mine. We need to make it into a big scandal. My gosh, 50 million, it's actually $72 million total. It's not illegal, she writes, because the people making the laws are the ones getting rich off of it from the federal government to the county government to the city government. Let me state unequivocally that the Greg Smith circumstance, which is well known, well documented, is in this OPB story, which I'll have on the show plan today. This is rare in Oregon. Ed Deal doesn't operate this way. I never operated this way, and most legislators don't. But it should not happen at all. Julie writes an email after hours medical care. Some persons have commented on ER use and misuse. Denver has been used as an example. Oregonians get better than their collective head. Oregonians better get their collective heads out of the sand and elsewhere. ER has always been a financial drain on hospitals. The passing of Hill Burton during the early 80s created more problems than it solved. The illegals use ER. She goes on to talk about how they use the ER as primary care. Good point. Corby writes about the Constitution. Maybe we should do something as simple as requiring every person running for office and before they get installed that they should have to attend a minimum of 40 hours learning and understanding the Constitution and pass a closed book test. That's a great idea. Here's the problem. As I'll admit to you, Corby, and all of you in the audience, I did not have a deep understanding of the Constitution when I entered my eight years in the Oregon House of Representatives. Let me tell you this. It's who teaches the Constitution that matters, because there'll be various interpretations of it. Folks, thanks to PacWest Communications, the PacWest Lobby, for being one of our great sponsors. If you're looking for somebody to help you with an issue with government, go to pwlobby.com. All right, folks, be blessed. Keep fighting for liberty. Keep praying for this state, for people like Ed Deal and others who are trying to do the right thing for liberty. Make it a great weekend. See you Monday.